What is up, everyone? How are you doing today? This is episode 10, and in this episode, I interview the one and only Chase Gillis. He's a stuttering coach. He is from Canada, just like me, and he's on a mission to help as many people unlock their authenticity, their authentic ability to be able to speak their mind, be confident, overcome their stutter. Uh, Chase has dealt with stuttering his entire life, and he's truly on a mission to help as many people uh, as possible to get to the stage at where he's at right now. So he has a great story. I love his philosophy. I love his thinking, and you definitely want to check this out. So with that being said, I'll see you in the show. So the big question is this, how do we overcome stuttering without years of speech therapy, expensive ear devices, or old school methods that don't really work in the real world? And how do we master our stutter so we can become the confident and fluent speakers we all deserve to be? That is the question, and this is the podcast that will give you the answer. My name is Daniel Francis, and welcome to the Master Your Stutter Podcast. one and only Chase Gillis straight from Mission BC. Um, I, I've actually seen some of your videos. Um, I really like your, your concept of, again, it's, it's um, unlocking, you know, from what I understand, it's you're, you're unlocking the potential within men specifically, right? From the ages of 20 to 30. Um, and, and I would love to, I would love for you to kind of explain what you do, um, explain success stories um, that you've kind of had with other people um, and I, you know, the whole concept of this podcast is, um, we want to hear your story, Chase, you know, we don't, we want to know you, we want to know, you know, um, I, I would like to say the struggle of stuttering and how you turned your, you know, you could say quote unquote weakness to your biggest strength. Um, because, you know, I know for myself uh, being open about it, I hated being open about it. Um, and then I kind of had that switch in my head and I, I don't know how old you are, but man, you're a stud for your age, and I don't think you're you're definitely not in your thirties. So, yeah, right? You're twenty on the dot. Twenty two. Twenty two, right? So, um, you're you're doing much better than me at at twenty two year old at, at twenty two years old. So, um, I would love to kind of hear what you're all about, and uh, let's just get into it, Chase. So yeah, man. So uh, let's try to wrap this up. Not wrap it up. Let's try to tie this together so what i'm about is um it's just i connect like because i had a very bad stutter i connect with people that have stutters and i connect with the pain they go through so it's now my life mission to help people overcome their stutter Mm -hmm. and just to play it back to where i was it was like the beginning of universe university was my worst year it's when my stutter absolutely flared up to its top it's when i was getting laughed at it's when i couldn't do like couldn't raise my hand like fear struck in going to bed crying and i was like university and i was like i cannot be like like this and um so i looked up every single youtube video that i could find on how to overcome stuttering and man it's just like None of that stuff ever helped me. None of like, like I I would see it was like a new video posted two days ago. I'd get so excited because I was like, maybe this is 
this is the cure. And then I'd see videos on YouTube that are like the likes to dislikes proportionally was like unreal. Like a lot of likes, very little dislikes. I'm like, okay, if this many people liked it, this must be it. So I'd watch it and it'd be something stupid. Like, like when you're in line and you're ordering food, just think of this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in line and order food. I'm just going to think of this. And it like that, that never helped at all. Mm-hmm. And that's when I ch- made the change in my life to, I'm going to stop trying to overcome my stutter, but I'm going to attack another weakness in me. And that's with mm-hmm. girls. Like, I was completely trash with girls. I couldn't talk to them. I like any type of interaction with girls. It was just like, like out the window there's no way i could ever talk to a girl real social dynamics rsd baby (laughs) and yes i I dove into um jason capital he was a dating coach at the time yeah and also rs r rsd owen and max and um i started learning how to get better with girls that way and the foundations the foundations i started to learn which is like care care freeness confidence um holding your state holding your frame um high high self-worth high self-value that type of stuff when i started implementing it and implementing it i mean by in the way of i was watching jason capital and he was saying you have to be care carefree in order to um attract high qual high quality girls yeah and what he did for carefreeness what he would walk into like nail sol- nail salon shops drop down do 20 push-ups and walk out <laughs> like that would just prove to like that's the last thing he wanted to do he last thing he wanted to do was get judgment from people but mm-hmm. when he got that judgment it proved to his brain that he's not going to die like our brain automatically thinks we're going to die when we get that kind of judgment it's true i got that so i started doing these things i started laying down on the floors of malls i started doing push-ups in my university like crowded halls just drop down do push-ups the amount of judgment i would get for that even people saying shit it would it would almost like it would terrify me so much but i just kept pushing kept pushing and what i realized is the more carefree i became the less yeah. I, I stuttered. That's what I realized. The, the less value I gave other people's judgments of me, and the more I can f- fuel my own self-worth from inside rather than external stuff, mm-hmm. the more fluent I became as a byproduct. And wow. That, I also made the connection in my mind that because I was watching all those videos on youtube how to overcome stuttering i was constantly thinking about my stutter that's the only thought was in my head like how to do it how to be fluent how to be fluent and i'd go out in public to try to be fluent but now that i was doing this dating stuff i was going out in public to like be more confident to grow my self-esteem and that took Mm -hmm. my mind and shifted it to no longer desire the fluency no longer hyper desire the fluency but desire something else. And that's when I made the connection that the more you think about your stutter, the more you stutter always. So that's really where the whole philosophy of my coaching began. And yeah. And then I just started um, 
helping people in person. I like did a little tour in the UK and then Australia. Wow. Good for you, man. Going um, like house to house, hopping house to house, helping people for each week. Yeah, for and sure. You in comfort zone challenges that way and like getting those people that asked for my help out on the streets, introducing themselves to strangers, holding signs that say, tell me about your day, like getting all this judgment mm-hmm. and just within a week, complete transformation in one person. And that's when I made the, the conscious, like real, not conscious real realization, just the realization that this stuff is true mm-hmm. and this stuff works for everyone. So that's when that's I said, awesome. do this whole that's awesome, bro. So basically from what I'm understanding with you is, and, and by the way, I want to start digging deep into your past if you're cool with that, yeah. but I want to, um, so basically from what I'm understanding with you is, um, challenging yourself and putting yourself in like really not challenging situation, but like, just like, like for me, I did door to door sales. I did public speaking. So I did things where I've had to force myself to communicate with strangers and especially, um, you know, I, I would say for most people, not just anyone who has communication problems or a stutter, but people that just in, in general, um, doing that forced you to become, you know, like to me, you create this new identity, like this new positive, charismatic individual. And then you start to carry that on to your, your, the rest of your life where it's mm-hmm. with your friends and your, and, and your, and the university friends and your family. Is that what kind of happened with you? Uh, sort of, kind of. I, um, I also came to the realization and the teachings by my mentors at the time, not in overcoming stuttering, just in self-development that the people, the people you grow up with and the, your, your friends you have right now, mm-hmm. like, if they know you as someone that stutters, if the, if their frame of mind is shaped around, you're going to repress from social situations. You're going to hold back what you say. You're going to not say the words you want to say their Mm -hmm. expectations of you. If they've known you for five, 10, 15 years, they're going to expect you to be like that. And they, whenever you try to leave that box, they put you in, whether it's conscious or not, they will put sub they will put subconscious pressure on you to form back into that box of their reality expectations of you. So Mm -hmm. I actually couldn't be the same person that, that I wanted to be around the people that knew me as this version. I wanted to leave because I was only this new version for, I don't know, three, four months, Mm -hmm. but this same old version for 17, 18 years. And that frame is so strong that if I go back into it, I'm going to be that same person. So I had to find new friends. I had to find new people that knew me as this outgoing expressive person that can constantly um, encourage me to Mm -hmm. hold up this expectation they have of me. And then slowly I, I could start bringing my old people back. I, I wouldn't completely cut them out, but I would severely limit my exposure to them so that I had more time being the person I wanted to be so that, mm-hmm. so my mind would be more concreted into that new person that I wanted to be. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, they always talk about like the concept of the law of association, right? You are who you surround yourself with, right? So mm-hmm. if all five of your friends are smoking weed, and playing video games you're probably number six right so right. what you did is you is you changed um 
you know, I, I, I don't want to say your friend group because your family's part of there, but the, that natural group that you kind of grew up with and you were like, I want to become this different person. I always, a good example that I kind of learned is, and I, I don't know if I want to give this example, but it's like, um, I, I don't know if you know too much about Alaskan crabs. Um, but what they do is when they, um, actually this is a really good, this, this, this have you heard of this yeah. example before? Yeah. I love this example. So it's like, I love this example. And for everyone watching, I, I really want you guys to understand this example because this is a concept that um, you have to internalize. And kind of what Chase was going through was he had to change who he was. And to change, it's not changing who you are. Like you're Chase, you're Chase Gillis. But it's like, say Chase is extremely overweight and he has to lose weight. He has to change those habits. But if, the house he's living in, everyone's eating burgers and chips and is not working out and is drinking Coke all day long. To lose weight, he has to leave that environment. That environment isn't healthy for him. So it's the same thing with your mindset or your stuttering. If everyone's like, oh, Chase, you're the stuttering person. Don't speak up. Or it's like, oh, no, here we go. Chase again. He's talking. You know, get ready for him to stutter, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I know that might sound bad, but it's like people are programmed to like have this idea of you. So Chase wanted to change himself. So the example of the Alaskan crabs is, um, and I could butcher this or, or I, I could mess this up, but get the concept of it. So what they do is uh, they, drop a, they drop a massive net. Um, here, actually, no, no, no. Eh, fuck it. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, never mind. Um, but what they do is they drop this big net um, and um, they put food at the top of the net. So it's this massive net. And all these Alaskan crabs start coming into the net and they start eating the food and eating the food and eating the food. And what happens is they fill up this net of all the Alaskan crabs and then the king crab comes and then families and, you know, there's massive hundreds. And what happens is the food is gone. There's, there's no more food, but all the, um, all the uh, Alaskan crabs are still there. Um, and what happens is more crabs keep coming in. You would think they would all leave, but more crabs keep coming into the net. And what happens is if any of the crabs try to leave the net, the king crab will actually hold on to it. And if they really try to leave, they'll kill it. I don't know if you've ever heard this example before, but they'll actually kill the Alaskan crab that tries to leave because it's like, hey, where are you going? You're staying in the net with us, little Chase Crab. Yeah. Okay? And Chase is like, but I want to, but I want to, I, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is a good environment for me. But I, I, da, 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 da. And the, the King Crab's like, buddy, I'm the boss around here. Okay. And in the, in the animal kingdom, they'll kill you. Okay. Obviously in the, in the, in the human kingdom, if you want to name it that, <laughs> if, if, if you're, if, if, I don't know, you're the King uncle kills you in the family. Oh, he's, he's obviously a psychopath, but in, <laughs> okay. but in, in, with humans, we won't actually, we won't actually hurt you physically. We'll hurt your, we'll hurt your mindset. We'll hurt, we'll hurt your name. We'll say things like, what are you doing? Don't do that. you you know, like they'll start messing with your head, right? Like say you want to start becoming more positive, but the environment at home is very negative. You know, then you'll, it's, you'll naturally be, be pulled back. Be like, but I want to do all these different things. I want to be this public speaker. I want to go after women. I want to, you know, I want to do things that are outside of who Chase naturally is. Mm -hmm. And that environment will try to keep you there. And that's it's always a good example to be aware of that. You know, obviously we're humans, 
but we have tendencies like animals and to understand examples like that um, is very key, especially when you want to change who you are because to change who you are isn't easy um, because you're going to go through all these different battles. I know I went, I have a big Italian family and to change who I naturally was initially, you know, my, you know, my family was like, why are you becoming this different person? This isn't naturally you. Right. You, you know, you're usually someone in a family setting who's quiet and reserved. And now you're like, but now I'm confident. And people are like, what do you mean? This, you're not actually confident. What are you taking drugs? Like, what is wrong with you? Is something up with you? Right. So, you know, because, because they haven't, and then, or, you know, like for me, now I'm 27. And now they're just used to that. That at the beginning, I had to like form that habit. And what I did, um, I actually moved out to BC for a sales job. Mm. And I had to like, you know, I had to like literally change everything about me. So I know I'm taking the mic, but I just want to throw that example in because I thought that was really good. I don't know if you can relate with that. I don't know if you want to, if you have one. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man. 100%. So I used to go to these, um, these seminars in LA called the high status summit by Jason capital. And yeah. he, he did have all these guest speakers and this one guest speaker named Bay, Bay Dros Koulian. Mm-hmm. He, um, he said the same crab story, but from his own pers- perspective, he was walking walk, walking across this dock with his family, and there was this bucket of crabs, and there was one trying to leave. And Bedros to- told the f- crab fisherman, the crabman, was like, "Hey, Mister, like, there's a crab gonna leave your bucket." And without even turning around, the crabman was like just watch and like yeah. just as the crab was about to leave all the other crabs reached out and brought him back down crazy and it's it's true but with humans it's like it's not even a conscious thought for a lot of people a lot of people say they want the best for you but if they've known you a certain way for so long and you're gonna destroy their mental box they have of you and you're going to try to leave that box yeah that actually messes with their mind and that's incongruent to reality how they see it and Mm -hmm. anything's incongruent to the patterns that you've been doing it and there's a pattern dis dis what's the word disrupt um yeah disrupt yeah they will always try to bring you back down into that same box where they see you. So life is more comfortable. Life's more predict, more predictable and life's more how it used to be. And yeah, so I had to cut out all the crabs in my life that were trying to bring me back down that know me in a certain way that didn't add value into the life direction I was going to going yeah. in. And when I did that, life became growth became 10 times easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Just like to kind of add, cause I mean, I've talked with this for hours. Like I, this is like, uh, I like I've trained so many reps and just, just different leaders. And this is like a key thing, especially when you really want to make change. Right. Um, and it's like, <sighs> we're not saying cut out, you know, my, my, uh, my sister is negative. So I'm going to cut her out and never talk to her ever again because she's a crab. No, that isn't the idea. The idea is um, to become the, the person that you want to become, you have to make changes in your life. So what that means is you need to be aware of people that are negative and just maybe lower the amount of time you spend with them because that is doing 
like say like say for example again like almost like what chase is saying say you're like i want to you know um um be a public be a public speaker i want to be like jason capital go on stage and speak to hundreds of people well you need, you need, to, you need to spend hours practicing that and networking with other people who want to go on stage and you know you you know it's a different routine and you know you're now that that group is like let's let's work out let's um let's spend hours uh practicing a, a, a speech and let's you know at night we're going to do this and that and what happens it's going to be different than your natural routine right i, I hope you get the example right chase mm-hmm. what's you just have to like you can just lower the people that are not on the same path as you you don't cut them out but you just you know and naturally over time you just change who you are again if you want to lose weight you start hanging out with people that are very fit and over time when you're when you go to that restaurant and you know the people that you usually go out with are like let's get burgers and fries and cokes and let's just eat four thousand calories but if all your friends are fit they're gonna be like why are you ordering a burger bro are you you know are you nuts yeah you get salads we get salads and chickens, Coke, <laughs> order a water. Okay. So it's, it's a bad idea. Right. So yeah, man, I just, I love, I love the mindset. This is like, this is what I live for. Yeah, man. I love talking about this too. And every, every single thing you said was on point there too. Cool, man. So let's, so let's kind of get into, um, let's, let's, let's kind of get into, let me see if there's any questions. Okay. Um, I'm sure you might have some questions. Um, can my friends be a reason that I can't develop my speech? So uh, Antonio asks to you, Chase, um, yeah. can my friends be a reason that I can't develop my speech? So can friends have an impact? Can... Or here, he says, do you think if I change my friends and my thinking, I will decrease my stutter? Go ahead. If you change your friends and your thinking, you'll decrease your stutter. Um, there's so much at play there. It's hard to... Like if you change your friends to the same friends with the same mindset as your old friends, no, like you have to upgrade things in your life. So how your friends see you right now, or do they see you as the person you want to be or the person you are right now? If they see you as the person you are right now and will be unable to see you upgrade in life, then yeah, very limit. Or if they're just your friends, honestly, I'm more brood. I'm more I'm more brutal with my things because I love growth. I would cut my friends out that don't want to see me grow straight up. And then, and you said something about your mindset and change my mindset. The only way that I have ever found to change my mindset and work, work, working with people to change their mindset is, is through the actions they take. All right. So you can't just say, I'm going to change my friends and I'm changing my mindset. And then my speech will be, will be better. There is work to change your mindset. I have a saying, it's a lot easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. You have to take the actions. Your mindset right now is not ready for these actions. It's like, how can it be? It's never experienced these actions before but you have to do them anyway. That's the only way for growth is to dive into that discomfort of you don't think you can do it, but you're going to do it anyway. And when you prove to yourself through the actions you take that you're still able to do it, even though you don't feel like you're ready for it and you continuously make this uh, 
uh, daily habit in your life to push your comfort zone, your mindset starts to change because of that. It doesn't work the other way around. You can try to meditate, try to affirmation your way into a new way of acting. But the real way is to act your way before before you feel like you're ready, because you're never going to feel like you're ready because you've never done it before. And then your mindset will change. And then with that, of course, find better friends of of course, find people that will uplift you. Of course, find people that are willing to see you grow. If if you're going to surround yourself with crabs, then you're going to stay where you're at forever. Crazy, sick. A lot of people would disagree with that, man. You know, no. I've had this friend forever. You're telling me that I can't see that friend anymore, right? Well, yeah. It's like I'm not telling you anything. If it's completely your choice, man, it's completely your choice. Crazy. So, so, so let me just ask you a question. So, um, you have someone who stutters, and they've been stuttering their whole life. What is like? Um, almost like a, like a process, there's like a process that you put someone through, what would it look like? So on day one, like uh, say day one to day, whatever, from, from A to Z, how would that look like? What do you think someone would need to do to overcome stuttering, right? Um, or master their stutter or become more fluent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I like to, not talk about fluency at all because i feel like if you're if you're striving for fluency and that's the goal you're going to mess up the process along the way um so how to overcome your stutter i i view overcoming your stutter is not 100 fluency i don't have 100 fluency you don't have 100 fluency no one in this world has 100 fluency overcoming your stutter is in my words, is being able to do what you want, where you want, with who you want. It's being able to control your actions, not let your stutter control you. That's overcoming your stutter. I view accepting your stutter comes after over, oh, after you overcome your stutter. Accepting your stutter is the hardest thing to do. You can overcome your stutter just through discipline, just through saying, this, this isn't fact, this is all my opinion. Just through saying, I'm going to strictly do what I want, no matter what. If my stutter chimes in and says, don't talk to that person because of my stutter, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to talk to that person. So that's the first step, I believe, is not letting your stutter control your actions. I believe that's the first step you should do. The second step, um, it's very broad. I'm only doing two steps here. It's very broad. But the the second step that comes after you overcome your stutter is accepting your stutter and that can also you can only say like i've only overcome my stutter once i accept it like yeah that's completely valid too um accepting your stutter is not letting your stutter control your emotions and this book um the untethered soul my favorite book ever it said that the untethered soul by who sorry just so just some people yeah i i couldn't michael Michael Singer, I think. Okay. The, the untethered soul. Yeah. Untethered soul. It says the all, the very deepest meaning of acceptance is to feel as if you have chosen to, to have this thing happen. So the alt, the ultimate feeling or, or thought of accepting your stutter means you would have 
you would feel like and you would act like you would have chosen to have your stutter. And if you have chosen to have your stutter, it won't bring up these negative emotions every time you stutter because you chose to have it. And that means accepting your stutter when whenever you stutter, it's not going to arise these negative emotions. And that that process of accepting your stutter means you have to overcome that stutter first means you have to put yourself in situations that normally you would restrict from to cause you to stutter to cause you to be uncomfortable to cause you to face discomfort because every time you do that it's going to arise these negative emotions every time you stutter it's going to arise these negative emotions and if you haven't that's if you haven't fully accept accept accepted your stutter yet and how you let go of these emotions and how you accept these emotions is by let by the process of letting go. It's by looking at these emotions inside of you, not judging them, seeing them for what they are. Your emotions are just energy. What you resist persists. So every time it arises, you view it as this neg- as a negative thing. So you're saying, I don't want to feel this right now. So you push it back down. Accepting your stutter is about Every time you stutter, you don't restrict, but you open up and you feel these emotions inside you and you feel that they are just energy inside you and you let the energy run its course just by observing it because you're not resisting anymore. You're just going to observe what's happening inside you. And whenever, like anytime negative emotions arise, you do that and do that again, you let go of all those emotions that stuttering brings and it brings you to acceptance but that's the process i believe that's the process of accepting your stutter and that's what can take months or years to fully accept your stutter got you so what i'm understanding with you chase is you're a lot of like develop the the inner you develop the inner you first because once you develop the inner you the outer you will be that much stronger where i think there's a lot of like therapies that are like hey i stutter and someone you know, the answer would be, well, we need to put you, we need to practice this breathing technique. We need to do this tapping technique. We need to, again, like breathing and tapping techniques and it's everything on the physical, but what you're getting at chase is more of like, look at like your stutter emotionally, like inside, internalize it, accept it. That's basically what you're saying. 100%. And it goes back to what I say. It's like, if you can, be fluent or very close to fluent when you talk by yourself or you talk to your dog. But when you go talk to a stranger, you stutter your head off. Mm -hmm. If you just learn a fluency technique to cover up that stutter. So now you're talking in an inauthentic way to you, but at least you're not stuttering. Now you're never going to overcome your stutter. And there's always going to be pain at attached to stuttering because that is not even close to addressing the root cause that is the furthest thing from addressing the root cause but if you learn from what separates a dog from a human being and why why do you why can you talk fluently to your dog but not a human being and you learn that connection there and you start to work on that and you realize damn i don't even need speech fluency techniques because i already am fluent it's just these all these things at play that make me disfluent when you talk to a stranger once you address those causes the inner work then you're golden then you're laughing Mm. nice cool bro let me let let me just throw some uh questions at you so give me five things 
of that you would recommend to someone that stutters that is um that obviously would be uncomfortable but you would recommend would change your life <laughs> five things i i can give you 50 um give me five five things that people can do right now or today or in the next week all right so i believe like i said you have to act your way into a new way of thinking and the best thing you can do if you're a stutterer is to push your comfort zone make the uncomfortable more comfortable mm. and when you do that that means when you go into interactions there won't be so much tension there won't be so much anxiety there won't be so much discomfort because you just did these exercises that forced you into discomfort you desensitize yourself to it and you prove to your brain that you're not going to die so if you stutter in front of this person now that's nothing compared to what you just experienced a second ago so some something you can experience just a second ago that will cause you to get less anxiety less worry less doubt less shame when you do stutter five things right now five things let's say you can go do 20 push-ups on a sidewalk on a sidewalk okay go do 20 push-ups on a sidewalk you can go give five strangers compliments Oh, that's, that's cool. If you feel like giving a stranger a compliment is mm-hmm. discomforting to you, then go and do that. And I want to stress right now, it does not matter if you stutter. It does not matter if you stutter every word. The only thing that you should ever judge yourself is the actions. You cannot, you cannot control your outcomes. All you can do is control your actions. Yep. Another, another thing you can do right now is on this Facebook group, go live and either read a book, talk about your life, talk about a vulnerability in your life, open up and share something. Mm -hmm. Just because we all fear going live. We're live and now we have to talk on the spot. What if we mess up? All these negative thoughts pop in our head. But if we actually do it, and we proved to ourselves, yo, we're not going to die. Everything's fine. My fridge still works. The water still runs. I still breathe. That's huge for us. I really uh, like that. I really like that concept. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm cutting you off. But I really like that concept of you're not going to die. So, guys, anytime you're about to do something like, you know, order food over the phone, talk to that cashier, compliment that person, always remind yourself you're not going to die. Okay. I know mm-hmm. we have this, like this, this instinct, right? It's like of judgment, right? Yes. But anyway, I, I, you've, you've said that multiple times. I, I truly, I really like that idea. Like you're not going to die. You yeah. do it. <laughs> and you'll feel so much better after you do it. 100%. And something else you can say to yourself is what's the worst case scenario. And we always make it so much worse in our heads. But in reality, yeah. if we log, if we log, if we logically look at the worst case scenario, we realize that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we've been through it a hundred times. The worst case scenario is we like we will be able to live through it. So the fourth thing I would give you is to call up a random restaurant or hotel and just wish the person on the other end a good day. Just say, hi, I know this is random, but. I just saw your number in the phone book. It looked really good. And I just want to say, I hope you have an amazing day. 
And this call was meant to be, I wouldn't have made this call if I didn't get a feeling that you needed to hear this right now. So have an amazing day. Just so you call a random, you said a hotel, a hotel, a restaurant, whatever you want. And just say, I, I hope you're having a great day. Yeah. I just wish, just wish, just wish them a good day. Okay. That's the fourth thing that, that will help you. <laughs> and the fifth thing, let's, let's see. Fifth one will be to go in a mall, go on a busy sidewalk, go where people are, a park, and take a vlog video with your phone. Oh, that's good. Have, you, have your arm straight, have it above shoulder height, and act like one of those vloggers that you look at and you're like, what, like, what are they doing right now? And you can <laughs> kind of give them that look, be yeah. that person, get that discomfort that you always give other people who do that, that judgment and feel that judgment for a solid minute, record yourself for one minute and continuously talk. Like if I were to do it right now, I'd pick up my phone. And I just randomly talk because I, you always have something to say. The only thing that makes you not have something to say is your own filter. But once you get rid of that filter, you always have something to say. And there's a door in front of me and doors are weird because they like, you just ramble, you ramble. It doesn't make sense. Like what, whenever I do this, it doesn't make sense. It's just the fact that you, you are continuously talking, you're getting judgment from people and you're not repressing. You're still talking. You're still being you. And that's the, five things you can do right now that can severely severely help you in your journey i like that that's awesome that's awesome sorry there's just there's just some uh comments um say said um hope it's a girl at the end at the other end of the phone he said love is confidence my man chase amen love that man give me one second my my laptop's about to die all right <laughs> And stop though, man. One second. I wish I could see you guys' comments. I would read them all with these eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked though, man. So I love your I love your idea. I, I I'm I'm actually very curious. Where did this drive come from? So where did you where do you think um you got this like because I, I I feel like if I were to spend a day with you, you're a pretty motivated individual, and um, you know like I I know I've texted you before and it's like six a.m. your time and you're responding to messages. Um, like what time do you usually get up at? Five. Five, right? Um, for most people, that's you know that's never in a million years, right? And are you consistent at five o'clock? Yeah, five o'clock okay. every day except for Fridays, which is even earlier. Wow. And what time are you going to bed at? Um, I go to bed at usually like nine nine yeah if if anyone in the comments please i would love for you guys to type in if you get up at five as well because i will i will compliment you as well i i've tried that super hard but I, I would like to say chase you're you're pretty um you're a pretty motivated individual um you know um what do you think is the cause of your motivation because i know for myself um, um i know my stuttering caused me to have the type of motivation that I have today. Like I actually, you know, at the beginning when I was a kid or when I was younger, you know, I always thought it was a bad thing to have a stutter. But as I kind of grew older, I'm like, I'm very, I'm very happy that I had a hard time in high school. I had a hard time in university. I had the same thing. I was in neuroscience. 
I lived on campus, uh, super insecure. Uh, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to stutter in front of people causing me to like be on my own majority of the time. Right. Um, but now looking back at it, man, like my stutter is probably one of the biggest blessings to me because imagine if everything was perfect in high school and everything I wanted just came to me. Right. So, um, I don't, I don't believe I would be the type of person I am today with the type of drive that I have. I wouldn't have left to go to BC and leave home and, you know, and push myself out of my comfort zone. So what do you think is the cause to motivation and how, you know, for other people, how do you think they can, they can achieve that type of motivation to get up at five o'clock every morning? All right. So my cause of motivation, I think you touched on it at the, where you just said um, you wouldn't be the person you are today if you didn't go through what you went through. And I think being inferior in some way can be the best thing you can ever have is inferiority complex. Like, <laughs> like well, can I would explain that. Like, what do you mean by that? It's being like below average in some type of area in your life. So I was, you or I were most likely ever, everyone in this call is inferior in speech or was inferior in speech and have and i had a complex where if i was inferior in something i have to be the best in it mm-hmm. i was in such a pit that i'm like now i'm i'm going to be the best in this i wanted to be the best with girls i wanted to be the best um communicator and having that drive to be better and better and better, like what percentage of, of normal people without stutters want to get better in speech? Like it's so rare, but for ever, for ever, for everyone with a stutter, we all want to get better in speech, but to have that drive in us is so, is so great to use to our advantage. And I think something that motivated me to really keep pushing because we can all have one two weeks of the instant motivation and push ourselves but then once that two three week period ends and we have to rely on discipline we fall back down what motivated me to stick to it was just knowing we all know who we who we will become if we don't take action we all know what will happen if we continue to sit on our asses and play video games and smoke weed all day we and continue to stutter so severely we all know when we're 80 we're gonna or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 we're gonna hate the world we're gonna hate ourselves and we're gonna have no drive to do anything our footprint left on this earth is going to be nothing we're, we're absolutely nothing existed not one breeze will someone ever talk our name and just that knowing of we are one in 400 trillion odds of being born that those odds are disgustingly rare that's like winning the lotto 649 winning the jackpot 50 times in a row with no break in between we won that and now what we're just gonna sit and we're gonna complain and we're gonna self-pity no like my motive exactly yeah that's exactly (laughs) That's, that that sounds amazing <laughs> it's about getting experience though 
I I find this world is just to experience, and we can't get the full experience. We can't taste everything. We can't live every every way we want to if we are not fulfilled ourselves. If we're just laying on the couch. So I always knew that I wanted something more. I always knew that, and my stutter is what allowed me to take that world tour and help other people with stutters. That was hugely discomforting for me. I don't think I was comfortable for 95% of that trip. Everything was new to me. I was staying in strangers' houses. I was taking the trains and buses for the first time ever. I always drove my, I always got driven by my parents. Everything was new to me, but the amount I grew from that discomfort was huge. But from the beginning, what I said, if I didn't have that stutter, there's no way I would even be here right now. There's no way I could have those experiences that caused me to grow. There's no way that I would have even the same level of empathy that I have for other people. There's so many benefits that you have with your stutter, so many ways to grow, so many options to take in life with your stutter. But if we're stuck in a negative mindset like we usually are, well, all we will see is the negative. Like it holds mm. you back. No, it doesn't. You hold yourself back. I don't know. I can't really remember what the question was, but yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm actually, I'm actually very curious. Um, it was, it was just like what motivates you in life. Okay. Um, but for from what I'm seeing is like you know I'm you know if I if we had like a long conversation and I was like what's your what's your what's your purpose in life what's your why in life I'm sure you have one and it's like you know like obviously you want to leave a legacy on this planet that's mm-hmm. a big deal for you right. You want to you look back when you're when you're old and gray, and you're like, what have I done? So that's is that like, what's the first thought that kind of jumps at you in the morning? First thought that jumps at me in the morning is just like, I well, I wouldn't say it's the first thought. The first thought is like, all right, I got it, I got, I got to go to the gym now. But it's like, okay. <laughs> what motiv- what motivates me? What really like makes me want to continue? this and with no question at all it's just mm-hmm. replaying my mind when i was in my bed crying those um those disgustingly dark thoughts i had thinking there's no way i can get out of this and no one loves me and there's i can't even talk about my problems to anyone because i can't even talk and having no outlet what's whatsoever for anyone to to get me and i just never want anyone like of course people are going to go in this hole but i want to help my best abilities for people to get out of that hole and be their best selves that's mm-hmm. that's what always replays in my mind that feeling i had and how close i i was to doing something so stupid and how we've all been so close to like dark dark thoughts in our life that we didn't take action on but I never want anyone to be in that same spot I was in. And my whole purpose is just to get people out of that. Yeah. I know, man. I, I know, I know for me when I was, um, when I was, when I was in university, um, I had like a super dark, like dark time where, you know, I, I was also taking Adderall at the time, like night, like nightly or daily, sorry. Um, and I, I thought it was a way for me to, to, to study better. Right. Um, and then I, you know, then I just, I crashed and then I just, um, I went through this really dark place and, um, I know, um, you know, it's, it's funny to say, but it's like, it's, 
you know, you could use fear to motivate you. You know, there's people are, 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 are motivated by two different things, pleasure and fear. Um, mm-hmm. And initially it's fear. Like it kind of gets you out of bed, like long term, you know, you can't be fearful all the time and like, <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen to me. So I need to keep on moving. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like it's good. Like I, I look at that time in my life and it's like, I never want to go back to that. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So cool, man. So, so paint me, paint me a picture of Chase's day of what, what looks like an average day for Chase and maybe uh, the people watching can implement some routines or, or maybe you, you should like, uh, you know, let the audience know what are some good routines to add into your, into your daily life. So obviously you get up at 5 a.m. and you hit the gym. Yeah. So consistency is the number one thing. If you want to overcome your stutter, consistency of a new way of being. So consistency of exercise, a consistency of meditation, a consistency of pushing your comfort zone, a consistency of a new way of being. So my my day, my daily routine starts in the morning. I get up at five. Mm-hmm. I go to the gym. Then I go to work. I work till two or three. And then I work on, I work with my clients. I work on putting out content and all this till about, I go to bed at nine. So at eight, I put my phone on airplane mode. No more, no, no more, no, no more notifications, no more buzzing, no more dopamine. That's it. At eight, then I write a journal every night. No, no matter how good my day was, I write that journal. I do my meditation and then I read. That's my night routine. I pass, I pass, I pass out like a slug. I wake back up at five, full eight hours sleep and I do it again. Um, that's my routine now for most days but in about two months i'm doing a van con- a van conversion right now and as i told you before in around november i'm going to be in ontario i'm doing a van conversion i'm going to drive from vancouver all all the way to nova scotia and then back and I, on the way back i'm going to sweep in through the states and i have a few friends in miami and whoever i meet up along the way so what what's a van conversion it's like we, I bought I bought this big van. I took everything out of it, and now I'm putting things back in it that I, will allow me to live in it. So like, wow, bed, all that's that. cool, man. That's exciting. Come yeah, fill it up. Yeah, I will for sure, for sure. So I love your idea. So you turn off your phone at eight o'clock, so before bed, so you have no more notifications. Don't you ever yeah. like just like oh shoot I need to see what's going on you know like do you watch like a do you watch like like videos before bed like don't you want to know what's kind of happening with your clients I used to be like that I used to be and I think everyone if they haven't made this choice in their life everyone's like that they're always like they're waiting for no a notification on their phone because they feel a lot of people feel like that is what they they need that to feel important. They need that to feel whole. Mm-hmm. But when I started my self-love journey and I now feel myself on the inside rather than external things, I'm happy if I don't get a text for a full day. Obviously not for my clients. Like I still want to text my clients, but from people in my life that want to hang out. 
I'm happy. I'm so content. So there's no way I like I'm if, if, if I'm past eight and I shut off my phone, I feel disgusted. I'm like, oh, that's like five minutes that that I should have not been on my phone. But I used to be like that. I used to like thrive on notification. I used to thrive and I used to watch a YouTube video as I fall asleep. And that is the worst thing you can do for yourself, man. Even like passing on while watching the TV with it still running. I don't know what's worse for you. Um, <laughs> it still plays in your mind. Your whole sleep gets messed up. There's so much to go in, into that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I used to. I used to. And you will too if you start. Everyone will too if you start shutting your phone off on airplane mode an hour before you go to sleep. But I highly recommend it. It's what I make all my clients do. And it's super beneficial. And you don't turn your airplane mode. You don't take airplane mode back off until you do your first major, your first major, your first major task in the morning. Until you eat that elephant that you really want to get done. That's a big part of your morning. And then once you get that win, then you can see those notifications. Nice, man. Well, Chase, you are one motivated individual, one motivated man. Um, wicked, dude. I, I've learned so much, and I, and, I, and I love I love the mindset that you have towards life, and um, you know, you going from where you were before to this uh, this positive, this charismatic, this great attitude, this disciplined um, individual is inspiring. So, um, is there is is there any last words that you want to leave to the audience? Anything you want to tell them? Um, um, yeah, dude. Anything you got? We talked a lot about motivation. And I want to make clear, motivation will get you started, but that's it. That is completely it. You talk about how I'm motivated. I would say 20% of the time I'm motivated. That's it. The rest is knowing that if, if, if I don't do this, where I'm going to end up, if, mm-hmm. if I don't follow my routines today, how it's going to mess up my day tomorrow. If I don't post um, content today, how I'm going to feel about myself. I already know these things. And we all, we all already know these things about ourselves. If we eat that bag of chips, if we eat that cake, how we're going to feel about, about ourselves tomorrow. You're, you don't need, you shouldn't, and you can't rely a motivation to get you to where you want to be motivation will always get you get you started i hope this podcast this live will serve as that motivation to get you started but just know it will only take you 0.5 percent of the way the rest of the journey is discipline you have to have discipline and you have to start learning discipline you right now if you're in a severe stuttering situation or if you've been having most of your life in a state of being that you don't want to be in, just know that you're comfortable there. Although you do not feel good, although it's an anxious state, although it's a state of worry, there's comfortability in patterns. And the patterns here are anxiety after anxiety after anxiety or shame after shame after shame. Your body is is comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And although you want to feel better, although you want to raise states, although you want to be a better being that is more in tune with who you want to be, 
just know that's uncomfortable to you. Even though you, you will feel better, it will be uncomfortable to your body. It's a new pattern. It's a new emotion. It's a new way of being. So just know your old self, your old self will constantly fill you with self-doubts. Your old self will constantly try to drag you back down like, 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 like those crabs. But, and if you rely on motivation to not get dragged back down, you will lose 100% of the time. No, when you, when you have those self-doubts, that it's like, no, you don't have to shut your phone off. No, you don't have to do your night routine. No, you don't have to push your comfort zone to today. Just know that's coming from your old self. That's not your new self talking. That's your old self talking. And the more you listen to it, the more you're going to get dragged back down. Have the discipline to know that's coming from that state of being that you're just more comfortable with being, but you're not going to be the person you want to be unless you go against that. And on, unless you hear those self-doubts, those self-talks, those negative self-talks, and have the discipline to go against the grain of what you actually want to do. And that's my last words there, man. It was a great talk. Love it. Cool, Chase. Well, um, I enjoyed it. I think you're awesome. I love your mindset, dude. I love you're from Canada. Go, go yeah. Canada. And, um, and I would, I would love to have you on again, man. So thank you so much. And this is, uh, the third podcast for mastering your stutter. Um, hopefully learn a couple things on how to master it. Um, rewatch this thing. There are so many golden nuggets of great data, um, in here. And, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to do this again. So thank you so much, Chase. And we will see you next time. See ya. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, I don't know if you've seen my free training or not, but you definitely want to check it out. I share my three secrets on how to overcome stuttering and be a confident speaker. 